now tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea, piping hot. So grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands.
ho, ho. It's that time of year again. Christmas is right around the corner, and you do not want to delay. Because of COVID-19, there are numerous logistics delays expected. Give yourself the gift of a true Christmas miracle by planning ahead with Miracle Brokers. Whether you're moving halfway around the world or ordering a new car for your loved one, contact Miracle today at 949-5989. Experience ever flying is terrible. I know, but the good news is I feel like because we've been locked down for so long, the kids, I've missed the... um. I've actually missed the bad part. Most uh, of us with young kids, the bad part with the kids that are, uh, you know, when Up they're really the hard to deal with on planes. So yeah. that's about the best news. All right, it's 728 right now. Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Aaron's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Good morning, Blake and Aaron. Good morning, morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. Fabulous. Yay. All right. All right. Fabulous. What's going on? Three-day weekend ahead. I know. Don't you love it? Are you off on Monday as well? Well, you know, in the world of media, there's Mm -hmm. never such a thing as a day off. But True. (laughs) Will you be Um, doing this this program on Monday or no? Or you'll just be uh, reporting the news? Yeah, I think I may do it because there's there's some there's a topic I've kind of been putting off, and I think Monday might be the perfect day to do it. Mm, it's, it's hard to even miss a day because you the juiciness is just so amazing. Our show will be off on Monday. Just yes. FYI, yes. we will not be. Here. Yes, we. I, I figured. I will sleep in until probably about six twenty a.m. when all the kids. Oh, that get is up. sleeping in. Yeah. Wow. Six twenty. What time do you guys wow. normally get up? Four o'clock. I was up at four with my oldest. Um, you know, it just depends. Like, I'm I'm usually up in the five o'clock hour. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes five. Sometimes five fifty-five. Just mm-hmm. depends. Just depends. My alarm goes off at six, but I wake up like mentally before that. But I just because I listen to podcasts all night, I just sit there and keep listening to whatever mm-hmm. whatever is on at the moment and in my uh, playlist. Mm-hmm. What do you got in the world of news on a Friday? Well, uh, there's um, some very, very interesting things that uh, are happening. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, um, we were um, pleased to see that Cayman Airways has announced that they're resuming flights to New York. Yeah. So, that's super wonderful. I think a lot of people are going to be happy about that. Well, they didn't um, really have a choice when you got JetBlue f- uh, flying here now. So, they. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but um, I wonder. Okay. Sorry. I just noticed my camera is a little bit wonky. Are they going to, are the prices like, I've not looked at Cayman Airways prices. Are they still like astronomical? I looked at some Cayman Airways flights from Miami to the Cayman Islands, just from somebody coming in. Yeah. Uh, Next, next year, like say May-ish. And they were very reasonable, like 277. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. One way. Yeah. My mom and her husband are coming in. Which is where in about, November which is about, or in December, and it's it was a little pricey. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. So to next year it seems like they're they're back to where they should be, uh, not Hopefully. not not price gouging. Well, so it is hard to you know you do have to make up some, but yeah. It's a it's a government funded airline. I get that. Yeah. I get that. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's that. 
Um, mm -hmm. There are obviously some new COVID numbers to report. Um, nothing, you know, astronomical though. I feel like the numbers are leveling off and, um, you know, I think we will be seeing a decline here in short order. So uh, the Compass Editor-in-Chief, uh, this was um, some interesting news last night. Apparently he's no longer with the Compass. He's no now who's this? Um, Kevin Morales. Kevin Morales. Yeah, he yeah. was. Latest he, was the, he came to, uh, he, was, he was the sports guy when he came to Ireland. Yes. Around I, the I same time he, we got here. He was like the sports guy. Yes. And he, and he the, made a very fast ascent. Ascend up the, the ladder to editor in chief um, to yes. the compass. Yeah. Um. So the okay. So they don't have an editor in chief anymore. No. You know what's so strange is it looks like they don't have an editor in chief, and to the best of my knowledge, they also don't have a publisher, which is kind of weird. But um, well, do they still publish paper? Yes, I still see it um, stacked up on Fridays at the. Um, you know where I do see it at the uh, the fish shack, and and normally the the plastic. Um, what do you call it? The plastic, um, the little plastic wrap around it mm -hmm. is always still intact. I'm thinking, why don't they just take that off and at least pretend like somebody bought the paper? Yeah. I but mean, anyway. uh, <laughs> we, we, guys. we, we both, I like Kevin a lot. Uh, nobody wants to see anybody lose their job. That's kind of yeah, sad. To do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, it, it does feel like they're, you know, we, when we talked about the compass not making any money, you know, and and uh, and then they, who was Kathleen? Was their like general manager type person? Who's the publisher. She was the, oh the publisher. Uh, you know, we they said you know by the end of the year, and we're getting close. They needed to turn it around, and now we're we're what a month away or so uh -huh. from the uh, from the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, this this feels like like you know more of the same. The crumbling continues to happen. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I think the writing is on the wall. I mean, no one knows, obviously, um, what the final outcome will be. But um, I don't think it's it's where they anywhere near where they would like for it to be. So um, I guess we'll have to wait and see what the final outcome of that situation is. We're keeping yeah. a keen eye on it. And, you know, things continue to change um, in media, as you know, every day. And the, the day before, we were saying that, you know, Star 92 had a, a daily show that's now a weekly show. Um, so, you know, it's just constant flux. Yeah. Well, media, um, yeah, is always changing. There's different. Yeah. yeah. yeah, It's reinventing itself. I mean, even when we started in radio, um, Blake, obviously, a lot earlier than me because I'm so young. <laughs> no, but you know, <laughs> no, no, has everything has changed. Everything always changes. And you kind of got to just figure out how to go to the next step and move with the times instead of staying back in the old ways because the old ways will soon be obsolete. Yeah. And apparently, we had a segment last night hosted by Kevin Watler on CMR with other media um, and, you know, mostly focused on how the media has been handling the reporting in COVID. But we talked a little bit about the changing face of media and, um, you know, what viewers expect from media houses, even here in the Cayman Islands. And it was interesting. We had on um, uh, April Cummings from Radio Cayman. We had Wendy Ledger from CNS mm -hmm. and we had John Fleming from uh, Real Cayman News. Oh, cool. So yeah, quite a quite a good lineup. Um, I think the only people who didn't show up were was actually the compass. <laughs> so well, um, 
listen, you know, you have to to really be competitive. You have to put out a great product. You know, you, you can't you can't suck basically in what you do. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you won't Which be is around. Weird. Why we're still on air? I know. <laughs> Mediocre. Mediocre if it had a face. <laughs> well, if that's what the people want, then that's what the people want. And the people, people, people love uh, people love our mediocreness. And I know. I was going to say you're like, you're relatable. You're and we've, we've done it for eleven years. So crazy. Yeah. We will Why continue, not? and we will promise all of our audience we will continue to be mediocre. We will continue the mediocrity. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Strive for your best. Uh, middle ground. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We strive to not reach the top. Just <laughs> we will continue to not put any effort into this show. Uh, and that's, you know what? That's what we will tell our boss. This we is what will. our audience wants. This is on yeah. air. Right? They, they no, no, want no, perfection. Uh, the best part is this is going to be at our next, uh, at our next evaluation. This is going to be the audio. Uh, we're, we're getting as close to phoning it in as possible. <laughs> I mean, if we were phoning it in anymore, we would actually be phoning. We it would in. actually be on the phone. We would. Be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yada, yada. Fun. Yeah. We're excited. Well, for listen, and uh, <laughs> other news today. It's actually the premier's birthday. Premier Panton's birthday is today. Well, happy well, birthday, happy Premier. Birthday. Yes. I, 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 he, I know he listens to Kiss FM, so Yeah, I think he just got out of quarantine as well. He's so just in time. I did see a little uh I did see a little video from him uh in yes. quarantine. We're yeah. this morning as well. Cool. All so right. That's that's about it. Going into the weekend. What do you guys got going on? Uh me and the family are gonna go to Kaibo and uh, do a little uh, staycation. That'd be fun. Up in nice. Kaibo. Yeah. Working yeah. nice. We're gonna just so, keep to, working to, on our yard. Tomorrow, like tomorrow morning though, I've got I've rented one of these giant things from Massive, this man lift thing. Yeah, uh, I don't know. They just show up on a, they bring it over on a tractor trailer, and drop then, off the keys, and, and then hand you the keys, and they're like, "Here you go for four hours, have fun." It's, it's just amazing. You can you can rent any to cool. possible toy you want as an adult. You can get a backhoe, you yeah. can get a bulldozer. They'll bring it to you. You know what? Why are people renting bouncy castles for their kids? Why don't you just exactly. rent a backhoe? So anyway, I, this thing goes up to 45 feet high. <laughs> that's, that's, cool. that's literally like four and a half stories. Yeah, because you're doing Christmas lights so around I, yeah. the neighborhood. So I'm doing Christmas lights tomorrow morning, and then we're then we're yeah. doing the staycation. I'm doing my full-on Christmas decorations. I'm going to like make some mold wine, some glue vine. and Mold wine, okay. Go on with my wow. life. Do the little, put the Christmas music on and decorate the house. Excellent. Uh, Sandy, what are you doing? I feel like Sandy left us. She went to go get coffee. Sandy's like, boring. <laughs> we've, we've just taken over. <laughs> Came in Marl Road. All uh, right, everybody. Yeah. Uh, and then and then gearing up for uh, the, the craziness that there are the, she is. That are the Christmas yeah, trees. I'm going around at some settings this morning, trying to get it just right. But mm. um, yes, I am going to be um, taking it easy this weekend. Nothing really planned. Okay. Yeah. We'll so have a good little... Chill weekend then. Yeah. All right. So our throwback year is 2003. What song did your audience come up with? Okay. So we have this morning for throwback Unwell by Mashbox 20. Ooh. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. I do have that coming up a little bit later, but oh, I'll good. play a little, a little clip of that now since it was right. in there by request by Matchbox 20. See how fast I can get it going. Ooh. There you go. I'll only do it for 10 seconds. Yes. Yeah. So you don't get. All right. Well, you guys yeah. and everybody have a wonderful three-day weekend. Thank you. Thank Happy you. Remembrance Day. 
Is yes, that Remembrance Day. Remembrance Day? Yes. Yes, Monday is a holiday, Remembrance Day. So yeah, but you don't say Happy Remembrance Day or do you? Uh, That's what I'm saying. Um, I remember Remembrance Day. Say Happy yeah. Remembrance Day. Happy Remembrance Day. Okay. Yeah. Already. Thank you for your service. That yeah. Happy Veterans Day. Happy Remembrance yeah. Day. Yeah, exactly. Get out the poppies. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Have a good weekend, guys. You too. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye. So long. All right, so I've got a little bit of a, I can't seem to turn my camera on this morning. Um, so give me a second. I'm going to um, take a quick second to try to um, sort this out. So let's play a few commercials while I attempt to get it going. Beginning the 10th of October, residents across the Cayman Islands will be invited to participate in the 2021 census. What is the census? Simply put, the census is a headcount of every person living in the Cayman Islands. The population count and data are protected and authorized by the Statistics Act. The information is confidential and cannot be shared with any law enforcement agencies. Your response helps guide business, social, and economic planning for the future of our islands. The 2021 census will inform decisions on how millions of dollars are allocated for roads, schools, hospitals and healthcare clinics, fire, emergency response services, and other programs. Census enumerators will visit your household, ask a few questions like how many people live in your house, including their age and sex. Every person counts, no matter who you are or where you live. So have your say in the 2021 census. All right, folks, <clears throat> here we go. Wanted to uh, just sit up for you guys this morning with a little bit extra. Um, check out this filter. Isn't this filter cute? This filter changes the eye color, and I feel like it makes my lips bigger, which is um, <laughs> super interesting. I think we're going to go with it this morning. So good morning to everyone. I wanted to do something different. Um, and this is the beauty of using filters is I don't have to sit there and go, hmm, <clears throat> which makeup palette? Am I going to be putting on today? <clears throat> I just have to decide what filter to turn on. And look at that. Looking good, I must say. Mm. Good morning, everyone. Diamond Princess, Wee Wee, Debbie, Selena, Anne-Marie, Irvelyn, Dorothy, Omeria. We're wishing a happy birthday to her sister, Miss um, McRuss, and her firstborn, Johnny. Oh, they share a birthday. Isn't that lovely? Um, from your sister and your aunt, Omeria. Thank you. Good morning to Scott. Chantal is here. Wee Wee's here. She said, very interesting show last night. Irvlin says, why buy the paper when you have Cayman Mall Road? Um, I have to wonder, though, you think they'll ever tell us, I, I guess this is maybe proprietary information. I'm not really sure. But how many newspapers are they printing that then have to go? Do they recycle their newspapers? Because it seems to me, that's a whole lot of recycling to be done. Um, but yeah, the compass, um, Kevin Morales is gone from the compass. So it's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, that's it. I hear he's applying for a government job, though. So he'll probably get that over at um, Invest Cayman. Uh, Miss Emma is here. Happy Friday. Marlon is here. Is it Marlon? 
definitely female spelling. Uh, Debbie, is there a topic this morning? Yes, we're going to talk about bullying in schools. And y'all are going to be surprised to watch the video that I have of these kids who look like they've lost all good sense. But who do you blame when a kid is a bully? We're going to talk about that here in a second. Good morning, Miss Catherine. Good morning to uh, Wee Wee. Um, Catherine says, um, lost my lady's silver watch at Foster's Food Airport store this morning sometime between 6.30 and 6.45. Called, but so far it hasn't been turned into management. Anyone finding it, let me know, please and thanks. Oh, send us a picture of it. We'll post it out for you. Um, Karen, good morning. Good morning to Siobhan. Uh, good morning, Emma. Keisha is here. Olivia's here. Andy. I'm supposed to do a shout out this morning. I'm just trying to remember the name. So we've got a super fan overseas and her sister called me yesterday and said, is it her sister? No, her daughter. And said, my mom loves your show. Um, she got a new phone and she's having a little bit of an issue um, getting you on the new phone. So she called yesterday to say um, to her daughter, listen, I can't be missing Sandy's show. I absolutely love her show. Um, where do I find her? So I need to try to remember her name. I'm going to listen. I'm going to, I think I jotted it down on my phone. So I'll go back and have a look um, and give her a big shout out. So good morning to Oscar. Happy Friday to you. Oh, you don't have a picture of it. Oh, darn. Okay. Um, you know, it's one of those things, folks. Uh, after Hurricane Ivan, I learned a lesson. Photograph all of your valuables and um, actually keep them um, keep the photos in an area where it's like backed up online in case something happens like another storm. We've got a, another hurricane that blows the computer away. You've got it like somewhere in the cloud. You know, there was actually this software. I'll tell you guys a little bit about it. There was this software called, um, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it now, Home Inventory or something like that. But it was really, really good because you could photograph and put all the details of your your goods in your in like one central location the value of it you could even upload receipts um i wonder if that i haven't used it in a while but i feel like it's still it's still very much available uh, we'll, we'll, we'll look at that next week um, yeah there's a couple i think there's a couple more but there's this one that i used to use it was actually really really good and um they have some that are phone-based and then they have some that are definitely um, uh, desktop-based softwares as well. So you can scan receipts, you can scan you know, everything. So it'll give you an idea of, of what your belongings are. Cause let's be honest, sometimes you got like 20 watches and you kind of forget uh, what's what. Um, so good morning to everyone. Debbie says, I'm going to try upload my video on your page from Facebook, showing the out, showing my outage about that poor boy that, yeah, I actually have, um, is it the one from yesterday, Debbie? I've got that. So I'm going to show that here in a second because this is really, really disturbing. And we're going to talk about the backstory of that video as well. Um, this isn't a cool situation at all. I'm just really, really disappointed in the parents because I have to put the blame as much as I you know, think that a 14 year old or 12 year old is a little bit mature, 
let's be honest, they don't, you know, they have to be held accountable for their behavior. Do not get me wrong. But I do believe that, um, you know, it really comes down to the parents and parents, ultimately you are responsible for your minor children. So uh, you got to get it together with these kids. What do you do with a kid who is beating other kids up? Um, I think those children probably need a little bit of therapy and there's some reason why they're acting out the way in which they do. And unfortunately, the sad part is normally they're doing it because of ineffective and bad parenting at home. So then you go to those same people and you say, oh, please fix your children. How likely is that going to happen, right? So let us have a look at uh, what we're talking about this morning, folks, in case you missed it. So listen, we're, we were going to be discussing um, the Eve High Voltage case because I wanted to kind of dig into that a little bit. But what I've decided to do instead, that case, that, listen, that case can wait. She's not going to jail right now. Um, if she's convicted, you know, we'll know in January. So she'll get to spend Christmas with her family. Isn't she lucky? And, um, you know, she'll probably end up going to jail sometime next year or whatever. So I'll slide that into Monday's slot. Monday's a holiday, but I think I'm going to do a show on Monday. I feel like holiday Mondays are always a good time for everyone to just relax at home and tune into the program. So that's the plan. Uh, in the meantime, I thought there's a couple urgent things that came up yesterday that were circulating in the community that um, you know are really, really important. So let's talk about this situation first. So a mother posted on her social media page that um, her son was being subjected to bullying. And um, this is such a sad situation. So she says here that her son, it is a public post. So I'm going to just um, give me a second here. I'm going to pull it up for you guys to be able to read as well. Good morning, Miss Bula. Uh, good morning, Sai. And um, uh, Sai says her 10-year-old daughter is getting her vaccine today. Are you in the States? Where are you? Buenos dias, Miss Alba. So this really breaks my heart. You know, as a parent, you you wonder, what would you do if you were in this situation? And I was thinking about this all last night. Like, you're angry and you feel like you want to grab those little kids and probably beat them up a little bit. But then you think to yourself, well, that probably doesn't solve much. Um, it will probably get you in trouble. Although I've heard some parents say that, you know, back in the day when they had this issue with their sons or daughters, they paid a little visit to those kids. And they're like, if you ever touch my son again, I'm going to thump you on your head. And the kids seemed to understand that that child was off limits. I don't know if children in this day and age operate with the same even level of respect for authority. You know what I mean? Like they, they don't care about what adults think or say. And this has to be an indictment on us as a society about our child rearing efforts. We are failing. Every one of these kids who are out there beating this poor kid up, I wanna know who their parents are. Who are these children? And who are, by extension, who are their parents? Because you can't tell me <clears throat> that you're raising a child in a really decent home and this is what they go out there and do and this is how they go out there and embarrass you um, <clears throat> on a regular basis. So here's what this mom had to say. Um, I don't know how well you guys can see this, but she says, um, this is Daph Daphne Whitelock. She says, my son has attended John Gray High School for three years. 
and for three years has been bullied inside and outside of the school. <clears throat> Sorry, he has received threats in school, out of school, and on social media. This past Friday, he was ganged up for the third time in school by the same group of kids. The principal called yesterday to tell me that my son is not being bullied. What? And in his opinion, Friday was an assault. Okay. I remember back in the day that if you would not behave yourself, you were sent to a boot camp. Maybe that's what is needed again. We have tried everything that is quote unquote, came mankind and civilized and this foolishness continues. Oh, oh my apologies. I've, I've got people waiting for me to send them the notification about the show. Give me one second. One, one second. Hold on. Um, somebody just said no show today. I'm like, what? There's 235 people online, but hold on. They're waiting on me, child. One second. Um, one second. Let me just send this to them. Oh, one second, one second. Okay, so um, I tell you, there's people in the WhatsApp group who they don't even go and look on Facebook unless I send them. Um, unless I send them the link. So let me send this pronto. My apologies to my WhatsApp group. All right, let me send this out straight away. Apologies, apologies. I'm sending it right now. Yeah, some mornings I just jump on and start getting into the topics right away. And I forget that we've got like 400 people on WhatsApp who are like, send us the link. All right, there we go. Okay, so um, let me... Um, Continue reading this. So it says, um, I remember back in the day, um, if you would not behave yourself, you were sent to a boot camp. Maybe that's what's needed again. We have tried everything that has came unkind and civilized, and this foolishness continues. There comes a time when enough is enough. The Cayman Islands government, enough is enough. Security at the schools are not adequate. Children are being bullied at schools. Uh, children being bullied at schools is not acceptable. Children being ganged is not acceptable and children being scared to go to school is not acceptable. Children having drugs in school is not acceptable. Children having weapons in school is not acceptable. Gangs in school is not acceptable and having no laws to protect your children is definitely not acceptable. Are you waiting for a child to commit suicide, receive a lifelong injury or be killed to actually do something? And this is a very um, serious indictment obviously on um, the system. So let us watch the video because, you know, these kids are in schools and they're obviously um, recording what they're up to, their shenanigans. And Catherine agrees that kids today have no respect for anyone. And I need to understand how does that happen? How have we gotten here where we can say that our, our kids, and I don't think it's every kid, obviously, but um, a good portion of our kids seem to have no respect for authority, for their parents, for their, their fellow um, you know, classmates, for no one really. And why is that the case? How do we raise kids that have no respect for anyone? I'm, I'm just asking the question this morning because I personally need an answer. And I feel this mother's pain 
when she says enough is enough, because trust me, as Lisa said, Jesus would have to take the wheel if that was her son's. And, you know, I feel as any parent that um, you, you, you have children and your number one objective um, and responsibility is to protect your children from harm. And if there are other children out there actually harming your children, what is the appropriate response? Well, the appropriate response is to try to make the system work. But as this parent has said, the third time this child is now being ganged up on, you know, by the same group of kids, what happened to time number one and number two? What sort of messages were sent to these children that said enough is enough? What did the school do? What did the parents do? What did the police do? Right? Because I think more definitely needs to be done. I a thousand percent agree with this parent. Now, you guys remember that last year we had um, some parents on here, some mothers in particular, who were talking about, you know, how their children were being bullied and how it was imp impacting them. And um, it's a very unfortunate situation because they, they, again, felt like they were at a loss and simply did not know what to do even. And this, this makes me upset. You know, this really, really makes me upset. So we need to talk about some solutions because I think um, I agree with uh, Daphne that the system is failing on multiple levels. And what is it going to take? You know, it shouldn't have to take a child getting injured. But let's look at the ridiculousness, folks, that these children are actually um, going on with in schools. <laughs> Wow. This is crazy. Obviously, these children are identifiable. And I, I would be curious to know, who are the parents of these children? You know, the children seem to have no concern about anything except being called out on social media. Remember when they made the video about the sex and, and they were going on and on asking each other all these sex questions? The second it hit CMR and it was on all over the world, everybody's like, what's wrong with you children? All of a sudden they could issue an apology. They're going to do better. So correct me if I'm wrong here, but they live in a world of social media. So maybe part of what we need to do is to start to embarrass them and their parents by extension on social media for their disgusting behavior. So, um, you know, Daphne hasn't mentioned who these children are, but I'm curious to know who are they? Who are their parents? Let's let's get some photos. Uh, look at these little badasses. And you know what is so sad is I think I see a young lady who's trying to intervene in the situation. That little kid with the red hair, it's so ironic that he's wearing a mask. He's being compliant with mask wearing, but yet he's trying to beat up somebody's child. Can I tell you how upset this makes me? And I, I, I don't even want to think about if I was in that situation, what I would want to do to those children. I mean, honest to God, this is when you want to grab somebody's child and you want to beat them yourself. But I think that that is the problem is that unfortunately we live in a society where these children um, believe that they can just go around beating people up and somehow that's acceptable behavior.
because they're probably getting beaten up in their own homes. You know, violence begets violence. And we've taught our children from a very early age that if you don't like a situation or someone isn't doing what you want or you can't control them, um, you know, the way to respond is to beat them. Now, this this story gets even worse. I know it's probably, you're probably thinking, how the hell can this get even worse? But stay tuned for it. Um, Andrea says, um, happy Friday, Larry. Oh, sorry. Debbie says, I understand these kids are back in school. Why? That's a very good question. They should have been, listen to me. Listen very, very clearly now. This is government playing around with people's children, the lives of people's children. One fight, you get suspended. This is what the rules would be under my leadership. One fight, you get suspended. Fight number two, you're expelled from government school. You can't come back. Good luck getting into a private institution. Because if the parents knew and the children knew that this was the consequences of their actions, right? I think in part, a lot of them would shape up. You will get no education, son. As a matter of fact, you know, we'll ship you over school overseas to, since we have no boot camp style program, we can ship them overseas to a nice program that will sort them out in a hurry. These kids are a bunch of punks, right? They're a bunch of cowards. To beat up on somebody's child like this, gang up on a child, you and three people, two other people, each one of them is an individual punk, but collectively, you know what I'm saying? They have to beat up on this poor kid. You're a coward. Who does this? You know, I want every single young person who's listening out there today. I feel like this is one of those days that I should go on Instagram, although I guess they should be in school right now. To let them know that this kind of behavior is very punkish. You're, this doesn't make you a man. This doesn't make you like a hero. You are a punk for beating up on somebody's child. And the law needs to deal with you. Suspension, expulsion, that's it. You don't get three strikes, two strikes and you're out. And the police need to be called in for every single instance of this. So this parent says that the police are telling her this isn't bullying, this is an assault. Okay, who, who's the principal at John Gray again? Remind me of who we're talking about here. Is that my little friend, Mr. Um, what's his name? Hold on, let me see now. Is that, um, oh, Mr. Jonathan Clark. Now I know Mr. Jonathan is trying with these little boys, but Mr. Jonathan, Saying that this is an assault and not bullying, clearly you're missing the mark on this. It is an assault as well. Do we have any bullying legislation yet? Whatever happened to that? Legislators, where, where are we with the bullying legislation? Because you see, you have to implement bullying legislation, particularly in schools, to deal with these juvenile offenders, to make this a much more serious offense. This should be elevated in the courts. Do we have a juvenile court? Now, let me be very clear. I don't believe in throwing children into the adult system and just letting them go and think that that's going to resolve any problems because all that does is turn them into harder criminals than they already are. And they'll spend most of their lives in Northward. You know, I believe in rehabilitation for young people, but I also believe in accountability. So you assault someone, you'll get some therapy and some rehabilitation, but you're also going to get um, some serious things happening to you. 
suspension, expulsion, curfew, uh, maybe even it's time we consider a juvenile facility where we actually put them in jail. And I don't think, um, what's the one in West Bay called? Bonaventure is really cutting it. That needs to be completely revamped. Don't even get me started in the Case Foundation yet again today. I feel like we're really failing our young people on so many different levels. But listen, this situation gets even worse, if you can believe it. So have a look at this. Let me show you this letter. All right. Have a look at this. This was sent out after the incident. And um, Lisa says, teach your kids the best way because uh, they will not be at your foot at all times. There might be a bully now when they grow up in this mentality and get off of their get go off in this cruel world today, leading to straight violence and more problems for you later on in retired life. Uh, you have to be back and forth at the police station because my son or my daughter did something wrong. Um, I think Lisa's point is you better start early. You can't wait till your child's 15 years old to try to bend the tree. You start the second they come out of the womb, folks. Yeah, Debbie, let's talk about that here now. Um, Andrea says you can't even spank your kids anymore because children having children and they don't know any better. They raise their kids like they're friends and not parents. And these kids need some good old fashioned spanking. Growing up, if I think I had a fight in front of an adult, I would get the spanking from them and go home and get a spanking from my mother. I don't personally believe that um, you need to correct the situation of spanking because I'm a firm believer, in fact, that violence beget violence. So what you're doing with your children is you are teaching them that, um, you know, a beating or a spanking is, again, how you accomplish things in life. And that's part of the reason why these kids are the way that they are, because somebody is at home beating them up. Marie agrees, I think, to some extent. She says children live what they learn. If they are violated, disrespected, left to fend for themselves, they grow up with resentment. And that's my whole point. They, they do learn what they see. And so they are seeing violence in their homes on a regular basis. Diamond Princess says, I'm a parent and I blame the parents. Our duty is to know what your child or children is doing. The first time that happens to one of my daughters, I went to the school and asked to get the other child's parent funny that the dad came and he was shocked to see what his son did. Mm -hmm. All these broken families and broken parents, half of them don't even know what's going on with their kids. Good morning, Gina. Lenny says so disturbing and heartbreaking. It really is. Dion says, oh my God, if that was my child right now, I'd be paying those kids a visit. Trust me. It would be hard not to want to take matters into your own hands. But then as adults, you know, we're the ones who are going to get in trouble. Maria says these kids need therapy. That's part of what they need. Uh, Deep Blue Sea says the parents will get upset with you showing the video and then the animalistic behavior of the children. Well, they can get upset all they want. It's so funny, though. You know, um, last week, was it last week? We were talking about that incident at prep school and how many parents, um, prep school parents, got upset about that. <laughs> Believe me when I tell you, nobody gets upset when I point out what happens in government school. Because quite ironically, we seem to have a very different expectation of our government school children, and it's not a good expectation. It's like, oh, they're animals. Those Caymanian children are animals. They're not the same as what we have in private schools. So let them go at it. Yes, expose them, show who they are. 
but the standard isn't the same depending on where you're coming from. And this is another sad indictment on us. But this is a very violent situation. Now have a look at this. This is an expulsion um, warning letter. You can imagine warning letter at this stage, but look at what happens. Parent goes on to say in social media, um, this is when you really know the system is failing. This crap is now on my child's school record, making him look like he is a problem in the school when he was the one that was ganged up on. So let me be very, very clear. The victim in that video, hear me good, who is being bullied and get ganged up on is the one who gets this warning letter, this expulsion warning letter. When I saw this, I had to scratch my head. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? What? Really? Lenny says her kids from Catholic saw the fight happening from the fence. How sad. So the child who is the victim, let me get this nonsense straight, receives a warning letter that says, dear parent or guardian of so-and-so, the purpose of this communication is to inform you that you're being, that we are presently experiencing some problems with your child, really, because your child is the victim. All right. I would greatly appreciate your cooperation working with me and trying to, cor to take corrective measures to eliminate these problems, the attitudes and habits listed below um, are an important element that is essential in order to maintain stability within the classroom and school. Furthermore, they must be corrected. What they must be corrected in order for your child to develop his or her maximum potential. Please observe the items which represent the areas in which the child is experiencing difficulties. Now, I noticed that nothing is actually ticked off in the letter, so I, I'm a bit confused. Um, oh, they put it in red. Okay, so they don't take off the boxes. They put it in red. All right. So the red is causing confliction, which is not misspelled. Isn't it missing an I? Isn't it fliction, T-I-O-N? Or is it conflicting? Um, school principals and administrators. Try to get your forms right. Is it conflicting? Is that a word? No, it's confliction. Anyway, I digress. On the compound and then fighting. Mm. It says following increased conflict between two groups of students on Friday, November the 5th, your child was physically fought. Your child was physically fought. What the hell kind of English is this? Um, your child was physically fought with another student on the school compound. This was at the end of lunch and was a major incident involving at least six students, which later required RCIPS assistance. Your child, your child was requested to stay home on Monday, November the 8th with attendance to, uh, to a follow-up meeting at school with parents involved. Please note that moving forward, the conflict must stop between these two groups of students. Wow, you've identified there's a conflict between two groups of students. That sounds like a gang-related situation in the making here. Um, it goes on to say, we appreciate your support in this matter, not only on Friday, but in attending the following the follow-up meeting. We recognize that on Friday, the students did apologize to each other 
and have started to move forward to reduce the conflict. Uh, okay. As of today, November the 10th, if there is any verbal intimidation, social media threats, or verbal conflict between the conflicting groups, the people responsible for initiating and or starting the intimidation will be reported to the RCAPS and immediate expulsion. What? Immediate exclusion between one and three days will follow. Oh, it's not an expulsion letter. I'm sorry, I'm misreading the, the top of the letter. It's an exclusion warning letter. So hold on a second here now. I'm, I'm even more confused. It says, similarly, if there's any actual physical conflict or fighting between the conflicting groups for the same dates whilst in school or immediately after school, such as on the buses or when in uniform, then again, the matter will be reported to the RCAPS. All right. This is ridiculous. Here's, here's where we're going a little bit soft with these children. And that's part of the problem, right? Third incident. And you're talking about, I totally misread this. I thought this said expulsion. This says exclusion letter after three incidents. So basically that'd be the fourth incident. You're finally getting around to suspending them for three to five days. You see the problem here, folks? We are responding to these things a little bit too late. That's the problem. The first fight you get in, no warnings. Here's the policy. Zero strikes allowed. The first fight you get in, you get suspended. And the police are called. Not just called to show up to say, oh, separate these kids. Launch an investigation. And these kids are going to be going to court along with their parents. Y'all playing around with these children. And that's part of the problem. You think when they become adults and they get into the real system, the judge is going to be going, oh, we're going to give you four chances. Heaven forbid. One day they start to beat up some kid like this and that child falls and hits his or her head. Or they hit the child so hard in the head that the child has permanent damage. Someone messaged earlier saying that um, their child, this is so sad, this young man suffers from seizures. The young man in that video, wow. So I don't know if the seizures are brought on by the abuse and the beating, the physical beatings that he's taken, but this is just unacceptable. The Department of Education Services, y'all need to get your shit together. I'm so sorry, but you really do. From last year, we were talking about some of what's happening in the schools. We've been talking about the fighting. And what have they done? Not a thing. Let me back up here. Let me just go to the CMR website for a second. Y'all hold on now. Because I know that my memory isn't the best in the world. But I am pretty sure that we've had this conversation before. And we have given the school administrators some recommendations on how to handle this, right? Was it John Gray or Clifton Hunter? Remember last year when they were having all of these fights? Okay, here we go. I knew, I knew my mind was not failing me. I'm not that old yet. 
Okay. Video. Mother fights an interscholastic sports day to defend her son. That was March the 14th of this year. All right. I just put in the word fight, so quite a few things might come up here. Um, uh-huh. Let me, let me have a look here. Uh, there's more adults fighting. I think it was John Gray. Oh, there's a female Brock fighting. Let's see. We seem like we're a real fighting community. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all need to do better. Um, John Gray. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let me see here. Where's the John Gray? Okay. Um, July 28th, 2019. Parent upset after nine-year-old son assaulted at Savannah Prime member. You remember this one? Look at the poor little kid's head. Remember? Mm-hmm. Parent livid that school makes no contact after child injured. Hmm. This is not even the more recent ones that I'm thinking of. Because uh, I know for sure that we spent a considerable time amount of time last year talking about, um, let me see if I can find it if I type in the school name. I believe it was John Gray. Might have been Clifton Hunter, but let's just see. John Gray. Uh, let me see here. Mm-hmm. See your role models right there? That's why they act in the fool. Hmm. Yeah, here we go. November. Oh, just a year ago. Uh, John Gray denounces recent school fights. And you guys remember, folks, when I say recent school fights, it was a lot of fighting. So on Monday, they denounced recent school fights, which had been taking place. And this was like a lot of fights. Kids were messaging all 10, 15 fights a day. Some ridiculous number. That was November of last year. And here we are an entire year later. And um, here's one John Gray student Knox security guard unconscious, February of 2020, 13 year old child. Whatever happened to him? You see, we don't even know what's going on. We never hear any updates. So the fights last year were really becoming quite prolific. And it was a lot of kids every single day. Whatever happened uh, to that situation? What policies were put in place as a result of that? Because as I recall, we did an entire show, folks, on how to fix this. I even said to the Minister of Education at the time, who's still the Minister of Education, here's some free advice on what y'all need to do. Here, here it is, November the 19th, almost an exact year to the date, 
John Gray High School fight clubs. What is the government going to do about the, the explosion of fights in school? Remember this? And here's all the recommendations that we made. How many of those you think have actually been implemented? No phones in schools. Anyone caught instigating or starting a fight is suspended from school. I'm seeing the same thing today. I didn't even remember all the details of this, but I knew I had a show on it. And here I am sitting down saying this exact same thing. No, no chances. Suspension. Police to follow up with criminal prosecution. Isn't that what I just said? Recommendation is here again. Immediate meeting with all students and parents. So this was calling for a collective meeting of the entire school. With the ministry, with the education department, with the parents and with the school administrators. To have discussions about what is going on. Make the students show up, air out their conflicts. Why are your children fighting? Here was another recommendation. Enroll all children in conflict resolution and mediation classes. Part of the problem, folks, is these little brutes have no empathy or sympathy for anybody else. They're only thinking about themselves. So they need therapy, and they also need to understand the real-life impact that their actions are having on people. Calling parents in, holding them accountable. Increase security and police presence at the schools. Remove the middle and high school structure where they're no longer merged as one. Y'all need to understand what's happening in your schools right now. You have 12-year-olds commingling with 15-year-olds or whatever age they go up to in school, and it really is unacceptable. Put the middle school system back in government schools, folks. I don't know whose brilliant idea it was to get rid of that, but they need to revert that decision. Introduce various programs, including teen court, prison visits, regular motivational guest speakers that students can relate to, peer counseling, peer support groups within the schools, and it goes on and on. Oh, yeah, look, yeah. Another video. Oh, that was the show. But again, you know, the fight videos are out there for all to see. All of these recommendations, one year later, can anybody tell me, is the education department even listening? Do they even care? What are they doing? Um, Diamond Princess says they need to be punished and made to understand what they've done. I would be pissed. I always tell my kids not to fight. However, they should not be afraid to defend themselves. Andrea says, I know these parents on here and recognize their children. Mm. Hello, Tracy. Elaine's closet said, okay, that's a crime that occurred there and it must be reported to the police and no, not just simply posting on social media. Yeah, they, well, you know, they said, oh, the police were called. No, this parent needs to ensure that these children are prosecuted. I don't know what the judge is going to do with them, but make them go to court along with their parents and see what happens in the real world when you engage in this kind of behavior. Ms. Sue says that's horrible, makes me feel sick. Yes, if that's all they know or treated at home this way. Yeah. 
Morning, John. No uniform in camera school. Um, that's John Gray. They were wearing, they were wearing uniforms. Um, Siobhan says that's hard to even watch, much less go through. What the hell? I feel for the parents because he's not mine and I want to beat their ass. We can sympathize with the feeling. Carol says, I'm not even a mother, but I can't put in writing what I want to do to these kids. They'd be yelling for their mother if I got a hold of them. I think every sensible parent understands um, how this makes you feel. Like it, it, it angers me to know that there are children in our schools who are being subjected to this kind of behavior on a regular basis. And as the mother said, um, the system is failing, the victims. And not only is the system failing the victims, folks, but the system is actually encouraging the perpetrators. So Andrea says some of these kids are just horrible no matter how their parents grow them. Uh, most of them only do it because they think it makes them look cool. Well, I'm sorry, but I understand the sentiment that, you know, you have some control over your children. But I think that what ends up happening is children lose control a long time before they think they've lost control. You know, when you have a five-year-old doing certain things and you're like, oh, that's so cute and this and that, and you don't put your foot down, you don't let them understand in life there are rules and limitations to your behavior and the consequences. Of course, children are going to go around thinking that they can do all that stuff. And I blame in 99% of the cases, the parents. There might be the one or two instances um, don't get me wrong, where the parents have done everything by the book and you just got a bad seed for a child. And in those case, um, cases, you know, you need to ensure that you're getting that child the therapy that they need because something else is going on. And here's what I'm talking about, folks. You know what happens a lot of times is that your children are experiencing things that is impacting their behavior negatively and you may not even know that they're experiencing. Here's a perfect example of abuse, child abuse. So you're oblivious to the fact that your children are being sexually abused or otherwise. And so when they start acting out, they start doing stuff like this. You're like, oh, you know, what, what's going on here? You need to keep the lines of communication open with your children at all times and be an active part of their life. I'm not saying that it's impossible um, for a child to be molested and the parent, even you know, a good parent, may just not know that that's happening. That's entirely possible. But a lot of parents have checked out. A lot of parents are too busy going out every Friday night, every Sunday night, and every weekend that their children are home with them. So they don't know what's going on with their kids, leaving their kids all over kingdom come. Dropping them off with this person, that person. If parents really took the responsibility of parenting as seriously as they should, I honestly believe that the vast majority of these issues would disappear. But here's the problem. If you have dysfunctional parents, right, who don't know any better, who don't know what to do, what hope do you think those parents will be able to give their own children. 
you can't expect someone who doesn't know how to be a parent to be a good parent. Let's just be honest here. And for far too long, we've been kicking that can down the proverbial mall road, down the street, because we don't want to be honest. But generation after generation, we are not equipping people. So listen, sometimes you're just born into the circumstances that you're born into. You don't have you don't have any say in it. You don't have any choice, right? You grow up in dysfunction. You got parents who are alcoholics, um, on drugs. Some are victims of abuse themselves, so they just don't know how to cope and deal with life. They end up getting pregnant and just have children and just got them dragged all over the place. So do I blame those parents if they don't even know any better themselves, if they're damaged goods? The system needs to identify those individuals and give them opportunities at counseling and healing and doing better. Because the only way you can break a cycle, take it from me, from personal experience, the only way you can break a cycle of dysfunctionality is if you have the tools, if you know better. And that is why there's nonprofit organizations and groups out there. Big shout out to Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Big shout out to our friend, Pastor Murray, who is working really hard with the Boys to Men program. Because there are programs out there that try to intervene in the lives of the children to allow them to see there's more out there. But you know what we need that nobody's really thinking about? We need intervention in the lives of the parents. It's good to have big brothers, big sisters, trust me. We need to bring on one of their um, young men who's really turned his, his life around because he's seen that, wow, I have a big brother who can who has demonstrated to me, you don't have to fall into this trap. You can have a totally different life. But you know what would be so impactful is if the parents themselves can see the error of their ways, because trust me, they probably not finished having kids yet. There's more to come. And they can start to get their lives together. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Right? We need intense intervention at all levels. Now look at this. You all think I'm joking? Look, yeah. February 12, 2008. Student assault senior staff member. Again, John Gray High School. Now, I'm not trying to give John Gray High School a bad rap. I'm just saying that these are the facts. So if you know that at John Gray High School, you have a higher than normal instance of um, fighting and stuff going on in your school, then maybe you need to really take seriously the precautions that you have in place as it relates to trying to arrest the situation, trying to stop the fights. Seriously. Mm -mm -mm. Wow, another video. 
senior staff member being assaulted. And you wonder why the teachers don't want to get involved because they're getting beat up too. Uh, we had contacted the police at the time. They didn't respond. And then days later, they came back and said that they responded to an assault, report of an assault. An employee in the, uh, at the school was hit in the head with an object by a student, a male juvenile. The boy was arrested on suspicion of assault in the presence of his parents and taken to the detention center where he was later bailed. So what my question is, what has happened since then? Anybody knows? You get no updates. You don't know what's going on. Nothing. Sarah Sue, good morning. She says, some reason, same reason, sorry, why I removed my kids from that school and moved to Cayman Brack because I want my kids to go to school and not worry about having to fight every damn day. These kids are freaking demons and love to bully people. Please do not think this is not possible for school. Please do not think it is not possible for school shooting or retaliation. This video is everywhere and the emotional damage from the embarrassment alone can trigger a person to hurt themselves or someone else. Yes, back in the day we had drama and fights, but none of it was... I. The rest of the comment, unfortunately, is cut off. Um, Debbie says that they should be expelled. Diamond Princess says, boy, I tell you, they should be glad that they're not in Jamaica. Um, Johan says, Sandy, let's be real. If someone attacked and beat up your child, there's a high probability that you'd confront that child or children and beat their ass properly. <laughs> if the parents tried to intervene, you'd try to whoop their ass too. Well, you know... On this program, I do my best to stick to this is what we should do. This is the right thing to do. As a parent, I I can't even, to be honest, it makes me so upset. And I, I feel like I know what I would do in the circumstances, but I got to be honest with you that when you're in it, um, I don't know. Miss Jennifer, you can't find us on YouTube. We got like 50 people watching on YouTube. I don't know. So, um, yeah, I think I think that I think those kids would have a problem if that was my job. Listen, I'm the type of parent. Uh, listen, I will own the craziness as a parent. I only have one, so I got a lot of time and energy to put into making sure that she's safe and she's going to be good at life, right? So, you know, even at a younger age, we had a little kid at her previous um, daycare who, I don't know what was wrong with that child, but that child had some issues. We're talking about at the age of two and three, you know, he was always going around, cute little blonde hair, so cute, and always going around messing up with the little girls in particular. And I'm like, what is wrong with this kid at school? His parents don't look like they had any control over him. At the age of three, and he was always going around hitting the little girls in school and doing all kind of stuff. And you'd always hear Gianna come home, oh, so-and-so, I can't remember the little bad seed name now. And I would be like, um, school, you care to tell me what's going on here? Now, I try to be calm, cool, and collected. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, let the school deal with it. Uh, these are your policies. He's only three years old. How hard can it be to control a three-year-old? Oh, yeah, he went in the timeout chair. One day, I was at the playground. And I saw him do something to not even my child, another little girl. And y'all know, the mad mama gene kicked in in an instant. 
And I went over to him. I said, hey, what are you doing? And just raising my voice, I scared the bejesus out of him. And he looked at me and I stared him down. I said, don't you ever touch a girl like that again. Oh, his pretty little blue eyes were looking at me like, oh. And I said, nobody not talking to you at home or what? what what's your problem? And then I grabbed him by his little arm, took him over to the teacher and said, he needs a timeout and it better be a long one. But even his response, you know, I'm like, these kids, he don't look like nobody talking to him. And, you know, I would actually look at his parents during PTA meetings and see them dropping him off and on it. Eventually he got a little baby brother and I said, oh Lord, he's going to be torturing that little brother. And I would look at them and they were such nice people but probably a little bit too nice for a child who obviously has a very different kind of personality. And I do think that some children just come up being a little bit bad, regardless of how nice the parents are. And then I think to myself, is there something going on in the household that maybe we don't know about? Divorce pending, some kind of strife. Maybe the, the daddy looks nice on the outside, but he could be beating up the mommy um, at school. Who knows? Moya says these parents need to catch them the proper boundary. Oh, sorry, teach them the proper boundaries of how to conduct themselves in a public setting, not just in a public setting and social media. Because let me be fair here. Um, if you have children at home acting like rambunctious fools and beating each other up, their siblings, you don't think they can go out in public and do the same thing? You do in public what you do at home. Seriously. Listen, let me tell you all something about Aunt Lottie. Aunt Lottie didn't play with you, you know. And she would tell you, you are not going out in public and embarrassing me because you're certainly not doing it at home because I can whoop your ass at home. Now, keep in mind that I don't believe in whooping a child's ass, but my aunt sure did. And she'll tell you straight up, I'm going to whoop your ass at home. And if you got embarrassed me in public, believe me, I'm going to whoop your ass then too. So there was no difference in the treatment that you were going to get, whether you're in public or not. Moya says I would end up on Mall Road myself because I'd be at that school in five minutes for them to video me beating the backside of the... <laughs> I mean... Jalissa says not saying that I was an angel in school, but I got beat at home and it did not make me a bully. I'm sure those children are not being disciplined at home. Parents are probably too busy partying and trying to live their best life and forgetting that these little boys need structure and discipline. You know, we're going to talk about some of that on Monday with the Eve High Voltage case because she claims she's mother of the year of the century in court, sitting down there with her little outfit, looking like she just went to church. No makeup on, no this, no that. The judge at one point had to laugh when she saw her alter ego photo. She said, this is you? In her testimony to the police, she claims that, oh, oh no, I couldn't have been robbing Tortuga or being the getaway driver because... Every Friday night, I'm home with my children and my husband. What a liar. Really? Your social media page certainly tells a very different story. Don't look like you spend hardly any time home if we watch social media. Anyway, we're going to talk about that on Monday. Because you see, it's situations like this where parents are obviously failing their children. And we all sit back and we think it's cute. Oh, yeah, let them live their ghetto fabulous life. Mama looks like she's... 36 going on 56, but that's cool. Let her live her best life. Who cares? 
It's her life to live going out there partying and hosting parties and whatever. It is her life to live. The difference is she has children with a Caymanian man that we can't get rid of. And those children will grow up in this community, in this society. And if I ever saw a dysfunctional situation that's going to be a burden to this country, that's it right there. And I don't care who like it from who don't like it. Uh, Ms. Dorleen, welcome, says, can the RCIPS beat officer implement preventative programs? Well, you know what? It's a collaborative report, Ms. Dorleen. It's not just the RCIPS beat officer because they can't do nothing without permission from the administration of the police, from the Department of, of um, Education Services, which comes down from the ministry. So let's start from the minister. Minister Julianne O'Connor Connolly, who happens to be the straight-laced Christian lady, you know, believes in her Bible, reading it 24-7, and um, doing the most. Well, is it not Christian-like to try to give people the tools they need to do better in life, to help themselves, to help their children? Is this Christian-like behavior to allow children to beat up other people's children and no remediation, no real consequences? As Sarah Sue says, but to add, the parents are not the only influence in a child's life, good or bad. All the bullies I encountered in school came from two-parent households and wanted for nothing. And just because you don't want for nothing doesn't mean that you're not in a dysfunctional home, but that's, a, you know. I grew up with drug-addicted single parent and was the one who teased and picked on occasionally in school. Some kids are just a-holes. But listen to me. I'm telling you, Sarah Sue, just because they're growing up in two-parent homes doesn't mean that there's not dysfunctionality in the home. A lot of these parents are growing up in two-parent home and they're saying, daddy, cheat on mama, beat up mama. I mean, they're seeing all kinds of behavior. So whether it's a one-parent or two-parent home, dysfunctionality is dysfunctionality as far as I'm concerned. Jared is going to be joining us. Give me one second, Jared. Uh, Christina says the teachers can't say anything to them because of ministry policy is what they would tell you. They're quicker to report a parent disciplining their child than to deal with the issues. They keep sweeping these incidents under the rug, face the reality of what is really happening in these schools and fix it and stop trying to cover up and pretend that we don't have issues. When you see an incident as we just witnessed and the principal refused to call it what it is, you know we have a serious problem and I agree. Um, for Principal Clark, with all due respect, Saying that this is assault, yes, it's assault, but it's also clearly bullying. If the child is being subjected to more than one assault, being constantly tormented by children in the school, whether it's in the school, on social media, etc., that's the very definition of bullying. So if our school administrators don't even recognize bullying when they see it, uh, you see where I'm going here? That's a problem. Clearly, they need more training. This is disgusting. So listen, folks, um, there's going to be a meeting. Oh, my gosh, my apologies. I'm behind in my comments here. Um, Sasha, good morning. Um, good morning. Dig deep for the truth. It's three sides to the story, says Miss Dorleen. Well, you know, at this point, I don't really care what sides there are to the story. What I see is boys beating up a kid who looks like he can't even defend himself. And so I don't care what other sides to the story might exist. That video speaks volumes. Did y'all miss it? Do I need to play it again? 
There's actually more than three kids in that video beating up that poor kid. Every one of them, Maria says they might enjoy suspension. They wouldn't enjoy it if, if they're being made to do certain things while they're in suspension. So suspension doesn't mean that you get to stay home, folks, and um, watch TV, you know, and have nothing else to do. Go visit your girlfriend, try to have sex with a girl up the street. Suspension should mean that you're in a program, that you're then put into a program where you have to do a little bit of hard labor. Sweep the streets. Go and help some old lady paint her, her house. Suspension isn't a vacation and it's not going to be um, about staying home and playing on your PS5 all day. That's not what I have in mind when I say suspension. So let me be very clear. This is a collective response program that needs to be implemented. So there's going to be a town hall meeting on Monday. Now, I know that Monday is a public holiday, but I'm encouraging all of you to come out and support this cause. Parents are saying that they have had enough, and I cannot blame them. Julissa says education department should be responsible, should be held responsible. It is their duty to make sure that our kids are safe. It's disturbing that my 11-year-old niece and cousin can mingle with 14 and 15-year-olds. Yes, put the middle school system back in place. Mona says the children that are being bullied can't tell the teachers the names of the bad children. They get threatened. And this is where parents, you need to keep an eye on what is happening with your children. And in fact, no child of mine that's a teenager is going to be able to have phone or social media access without me not having every single message read. That's not happening. You understand what I'm saying? So whether you're a parent, a caregiver of a child who's been the victim of an attack or abuse at school, whether you're the parent or caregiver of the perpetrator, or whether you're with a public school or private school, they're having this meeting on Monday, November the 15th, that's this coming Monday, 7 p.m. at the Georgetown Town Hall. Parents, if you are concerned about the violence that is happening amongst your teens, particularly in your schools, do not wait until another child takes their life because we've had children in this community already commit suicide. In case you all have forgotten, I have not forgotten. And so you're being asked to come out on Monday at 7 p.m., at the Georgetown Town Hall. Sue agrees that separating the schools back is a good idea. Nathena says parents need to be held accountable legally. Now, Nathena has been on this program sharing her own experiences with her son, which have been horrendous. She points out that some parents can't even speak to their own children. I agree we need some kind of bullying program anti-bullying program, anti-bullying legislation. Oh, now we're still waiting on some legislation. Ms. Morna says that when she was in school, she was bullied and called all kinds of names, but it's different now. Yeah, but 
because the, the these kids are becoming more violent because the society as a whole has become more violent as well. So of course, you know, the level of what we're seeing with these children has changed. Soka says, I know a parent who didn't know what had happened to their child until it came up on YouTube. Some boys, um, some boy or boys almost killed their child, kicking him in the head over and over again. The child has problems from that incident to this day. That was years ago. And I think it was Red Bay Primary School that they attended. Wow. No, sir. You need Ken Ken, so that's right. Listen to me. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. The day that I saw that little boy in preschool doing what he did. Y'all looking at my filter this morning talking about I have green eyes. My eyes turned green that day too. And it wasn't because of a filter. It was because I was about to go postal on somebody's child. And then I had to remember to keep it, keep it cool. Keep it in perspective, Sandy, because you grabbed this little blonde boy a little bit too tough. And you're going to be the one up in Fairbanks rubbing time. But again, the parents don't have a clue. And here's the thing, right? Oh, Catherine, so glad that your watch was found. Good, good, honest people still out there. Here's the thing. I'm looking at this child at three. The preschool is like, oh, he's a little bit hard to handle. And I'm wondering if the parents don't recognize that they need to get the child some help. If he's a little bit hard to handle age three and he's going around, I'm not going to use the term bullying because I think that's inappropriate for a three-year-old, but he's going around being a little nuisance to all the little girls. And it, it was something about um, the, the girls in particular, which made me wonder what was wrong with this little boy, right? He wasn't really picking on the boys. Like I figured when them little three-year-old boys would punch him in the face. But it was the little girls that he was always like pinching and doing little stuff to, pulling their hairs. I mean, listen, some of this behavior is normal for children, right? They're going to they're gonna get in little things with each other. You can't have perfect children who don't have disagreements and don't, you know. But he was doing it at such an excessive rate. Like every day his name was coming out. I'm like, who the hell is this kid? Why do I keep hearing his name? And I couldn't help but wonder, is the school really telling the parents, maybe you need to get this kid in some kind of counseling. He's going to need some positive energy redirection because the little boy got too much bad energy in his hands. But if it's manifesting itself at three years old, get the child some help. Carolina is asking if there's going to be a Zoom option for Monday's meeting. I don't know who's organizing it, to be honest, so I don't know how to answer that question but I will try to um, find out. And um, let's see if we can't make this, a, you know, turn it into a virtual town hall because obviously there are a lot of people who are in quarantine or who may not wish to come out to a physical meeting because of their quarantine status. Now I know Miss Kathy Wilkes has been leading the charge um, before she got elected an anti-bullying legislation I'm going to check in with her and see where we're at with this legislation at this time. Louis says, I say the level of violence escalates without intervention in a serious way. Of course it does. Jared, good morning. Good morning, Miss Sandy. How are you? I'm good, dear. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Tell us what's going on with these kids. You're a young man, a little bit closer to their age. Okay, so having attended John Gray High School yes. back in 2010, 
um, mm-hmm. graduated in 2015. I probably could speak a little bit more to it. And having been um, a head boy, I probably know a little bit of the pulse. Um, I, I think we have to bear in mind that one, children are watching things on TV and what they see on TV and video games, they feel that when they go to school, they can act out on it. Um, also, we, we have to look at um, children running groups and children running packs. And if, if you notice that video, um, um, there's a lot that is not being said, but I, I would want to query why is it that, you know, five to six children ganged up on this one one kid, mm-hmm. right? Because it seems it seems as if there's more to what is going on to that video. Mm-hmm. And as one one individual said, there there's more than one story. Now, what I also know is that let, let's say a reasonable kid goes to a teacher and say, Miss, you know, this this and so and so going on. Yeah. Gone are the days when that person would be seen as the hero. The person who who telling it or what we'd say snitching, they're going to get in trouble too. Cause the principal, well, how you know about this? Or you know, mm-hmm. the the other thing that I wanted to look at is the review of the schools. Now I know John Gray got a good rating. I'm proud of that. Let, let's keep that going. And mm-hmm. but in that good rating, what are we looking at? You know, what what is the specific criteria? And I know it outlines it, outlines those things. But the review of the principal. I know this principal has been there since. Um, who was the last principal? Mr. Holmes. I believe mm-hmm. um left but I, I also know during um principal Lyneth Monteith's tenure it was it was a very rocky time as well because I was there it, it was no easy cake for her mm-hmm. but why are we having and I hate to bring it up but I'll bring this up not to not to cause drama but why do we have a non-local running a local school I, I know the deputy principals are locals Mm-hmm. But why, why are we having a non-local runner school that is for Caymanians by Caymanians? Mm-hmm. Not to say that he doesn't, he or she doesn't do a good job, but he or she, if they were Caymanian, they would know there's a lot of social issues, family breakdowns. You know, there, there's certain techniques that that would need to be deployed. I, I know why probably a Caymanian isn't there. It could be that oh. The, the Caymanian might might get compromised and because he know everybody won't carry out the swiftness of the law. But if we look at this principle, we have had a series of incidents that have happened under his his leadership mm. and by extension, the, the education council and by extension, the minister of education. So all three of those people need review. And I know Miss Julie probably won't like it, but, you know, it, it, you're being watched it's it's an extension of her leadership it it shows i would hate to use a strong word but it shows a lackadaisical approach mm-hmm. in terms of of proactiveness that should yeah. be deployed because children are the future because you don't mm-hmm. want these children ending up in northwood right so the the other question is what programs offer remediation in terms of penalizing students for this i i currently know that if you tell a teacher a bad word, the teacher can't do you nothing. That that's and students know that. And and we're using that to our advantage. I I I can speak from my personal experience. Um 
in in regards to some of my interactions with with teachers they couldn't do me nothing you can't discipline the child because once you discipline the child you're gonna have human right human rights people come and say oh no you're doing this so then okay you suspend the kid when you get suspended you know what you're going to do your, your parents going to be at work that is it's going to be like a free for all it's like a day off so there isn't really any penalty for 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 being suspended or any real result if you get an in-house suspension you're going to be put in a room mm-hmm. and nothing's going to happen now what what also see to that because i wrote some notes while, while you're talking but we, we need the anti-bullying legislation we we know why children are acting out based on the national drug council report that it did in terms of surveying students we we know what the issues are we just need to fix those issues and and get them solved at the end of the day but also we're also having high staff turnover because of these incidents right so Mm -hmm. you know each quarter each academic year teachers leave and new teachers come in and so there's constantly a turnover going on because of what i boil it down to is lack of strong leadership when it comes to disciplining students you don't have to beat a child in order to get the message across but you need effective um discipline procedures to say hey this behavior is not allowed and what i will say this is this is a small group of people because john Gray has over a thousand students mm-hmm. i would see this as an issue if we had a thousand fights mm-hmm. every day this is not the case so i don't want to say that john Gray is doing bad john Gray is doing superb compared to to prior years and it will continue to do so but we need effective leadership when it comes to disciplining children and let them know that hey this action um is not allowed and this warning warning thing it doesn't work mm-hmm. what are most of these fights about can you give us some insight into what teenagers mm-hmm. are fighting about well it could be over girl okay simplest thing let's say all right and i don't want to call it a certain district mm-hmm. let's say you from one street, let's say Georgetown Boulevard Street, and let's say mm-hmm. you from East End Boulevard Street. Let's say, you know, I like a girl, right? Mm-hmm. I'm this brethren from Georgetown, you know, like mm-hmm. that same girl. So usually what happens, you know, you have some little chatter, you know, people always try and stir up John say, oh, you know, John like that girl. And so you, so let's say John goes with that girl now, but one other guy try and step to the girl. The guy not going to take that too too nicely so he either going to step to the kid and say yo you know just ease up now i don't to be honest you know us caymanians we're not very um timid when it comes to certain things that we like our women right so uh-huh. we're going to show up so that could be one scenario another scenario could be is that kid kids are jealous of the other kid like oh he think he's smarter one well, because teacher always telling him this and that and you know rate it so it's like a, it's like a level of jealousy it could be a level of jealousy also you you have you have some groups that may be in in defunct gangs or when i say gangs georgetown stick with georgetown west bay stick with west bay we all know this we all we all know the families that kind of grew up together they usually form a group and the group can be based on by which area you live in. So 
I, I can say this. The West Bay group run, runs very strong. It, it won't be said, but certain groups mm -hmm. based on districts, and you know, John Gray has a very large um, geographical area that it covers. So certain certain districts run with certain groups. Mm. And and there can be close associations in terms of, you know, not, not every kid wants to be proactive in life. Some just come to school to be there because it is the law. But that doesn't mean that they do anything proactively in studying mm -hmm. anything at the school. So 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 that is, that is one thing in of itself. But from my experience, yeah, West Bay West Bay people run with West Bay people. So like I don't want to call out notable came on their names, but it that, that's how it works. And so the what what this highlights at the end of the day too is do teachers have the resources? You know, I know the issue a couple of years ago was are teachers being paid well? Now they got a little money. Are we adequately giving them the right disciplinary steps and rules to say, okay, this behavior is not allowed. Go to the principal's office, right? It should be done right away because mm -hmm. every, every time you push it off, no, no real penalty is happening. You know, where are the police officers in this again? It is a reflection of the police and their lackadaisical approach in terms of their proactiveness. There should be a community officer on site to, to make sure that, you know, things aren't going out of whack. Where are the security officers? So pretty much what this is showing me, if I was the superintendent or the director of education, you're telling me students are running the schools. This is, this is what it's showing. Students mm -hmm. are running the school. There's no accountability. The Minister of Education need to have the principal in her office like yesterday and say, hey, what's going on? Is either you hit this target or you're out? I don't mm -hmm. see why everybody is so lackadaisical when it comes to uh, molding the mind of our youths. Because what what happens to those kids who work hard at John Gray? Mm -hmm. it, it just made them look bad. You know, I know, I remember the time when all you would hear about, oh, they're fighting again. They're mm. fighting again. And poor me, you know, try and pass my little CXCs, try and get my little whatever. Th that that type of bad connotation that's associated to a school, it doesn't um, go over well for the moral of the rest of the students. And, and this goes back to, to behavioral health and whatever. But they need to do better. The, the, whole, the whole lot of them, the... The Minister of Education, because she's been there for quite a while. It's not like she, mm -hmm. she's mm -hmm. fresh off the board. She know how this, and she's a teacher herself. So she should know the implications that, that are going to happen, you know, if, if she doesn't get it right. Because mm -hmm. there's another election cycle and, you know, people seem to forget just because they, they, they get in that, you know, they don't have work for the two, three years. Well, we're watching on her just to let her know we're putting her on warning and it's not yeah it's not intimidation it is a fact so yes. they shouldn't get too comfortable and in addition to that miss sandy you, uh -huh. you do have scenarios where people are being sexually bullied girls in particular uh -huh. you know the leaking of pictures you, you know this is a small island right so, right so bullying comes in different forms at the end of the day and we, we have to make sure that the resources are being properly allocated, not to mitigate bullying, but to eradicate bullying. 
you know, it, it's going to be hard, but we need to take proactive steps. Having a day saying no to bullying doesn't cut it, right? Because th these incidents seem to be increasing every year. If, if we look at the data, it's increasing. And we need to question why it's increasing. But that is all I have to say based on, based on my little notes. Let me um, ask you a few questions, Jared. Um, Flashpoint says the problem is with the parents. You only need to look at the homes of these children to understand the root cause of the problem. Louise says, please capture this youth and um, his ability to report and investigate from solutions to problems. Um, I think he's saying that CMR needs to bring you on board. <laughs> Flashpoint goes on to say that these children are over-sexualized. They should be focused on their education. Is this the future of Cayman? Well, it's not the future. It's the here and now, Flashpoint, unfortunately. Uh, Christina says that that young man is speaking facts. That's right. Don't sugarcoat it. Call it as you see it. Ask ourselves the question. Why have so many Cayman teachers left teaching? Um, Natasha okay. says, I think the next election will be run by the young adults, 18 to 28. Well, We've been saying that, Natasha, forever. And the 18 to 28 year olds not even registering to get voted. The, the largest gap of people who are eligible to vote who are not registered is that same age group. And there were numerous attempts to have you know voter registration drives to get them involved. And they don't seem to be all that interested in what's happening in their own country. So Jared, mm -hmm. do you think that most parents have a clue what is really going on with the average teenager? I would say yes and no, but to answer the specific question, it, it goes in line with what Premier Panton's um, slogan is, community builds country. Now, to, to have this attitude where it's like, oh, you know, it's the parent, that's it. No, 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 Bobo TD, this everybody's responsibility. So as my parent would say, back in her good old days, you know, if you did something wrong, you you were going to get a lecture from everybody mm. about it yes the the responsibility of of the parent is to take care of the child but let's be honest being an adult in this day and age is very hard because you got work demands you got social demands you got personal demands and things can get lost in through the cracks right and so the, the main point of a school at the end of the day is to, is to form and mold the child, which includes discipline. The problem is the schools lack the, the, the what I would say, the teeth to discipline students because one, you're going to hear fallout from the teacher, which probably isn't going to go over well. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, students are socializing because these are the things they see in. Don't, don't, let's not behave like children aren't watching and listening the little bad songs them i'm gonna when i mean bad songs, them the ones them from jamaica yes we all know this jamaica runs the the scene when it comes to music and so the words that are used in regards to how men's masculinity are highlighted is true being a, a bad person really and truly so these are things that um, students are hearing and seeing and feel that, okay, this is the way to go. I should be a gangster. I should treat women bad. I should be doing this activity. And if the parent isn't monitoring their child, meaning to say, hey, how are you doing at school? Hey, are you involved in after school activities? 
then of course you're going to have a bad child it's a very simple simple um formula bad bad parenting leads to bad kids mm -hmm, mm -hmm. wow i mean it's 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 really really um sad i mean i don't even know like as a parent you know i am frustrated uh when i see situations like this i'm also concerned you know my daughter's only five years old it's like if it's like this now imagine mm -hmm. in 10 years when she's well, in school, what it's going to be like then but let, me, let me talk a little bit about the music yeah. element, right? And the influences yeah. of other cultures. Now, mm -hmm. obviously, we live in an um, environment where you, you can no longer control, I think, um, some of the exterior influences. So, you know, children are going to listen to certain types of music. They're going to probably play video games. Do you think as a young person that parents need to have more control over those types of things? Or do they need to tell and explain to children that you can listen and enjoy certain types of music, but you don't have to be drawn into that lifestyle or think yeah. that that lifestyle represents who you're trying to become? Or do you believe the um, correct way to do it is to prevent your child from being exposed to that altogether? So let me give you an example of what I mean, right? On the one hand, you can grow up super, super strict where you you know don't allow your children to listen to dance hall music, you don't expose them to that lifestyle, none at all. So they're green when it comes to it. Or you can say, yes, you know, there, this music is out there. This lifestyle is out there. These songs are out there. But this isn't who we esteem to be. You know, we don't want to be part of that lifestyle because it doesn't really represent a whole lot of good examples or successes. It over-sexualizes women in a negative way. Um, you know, it, it, it uh, promotes a lifestyle that is based on, oh, you can have this fabulous lifestyle without having to work particularly hard for it. You know, what makes you a good person is dressing up every weekend and going out partying and dancing and winding up on people. Is there any kind of balance as a young person that you think parents can have? Or do you have to be like, oh, my child has to go to school, to church 24 seven, and you put them in that lifestyle? Or, you know, it's the complete opposite. Is there middle ground anywhere? I, of course, I believe there's middle ground. We have phenomenal artists in in Cayman like Cottrell, the is we we have them. We have those good quality um rappers that we can use. However, people just like trendy stuff. Um, I, I think what is difficult for young people to navigate is is the is the complexity. So if you go to church every day, every day, you're seen as boring, really. And it's seen as you can't have any fun or like go dance, why not, why not? Because, you know, in Christianity, it's viewed that you don't do those things. And on the other hand, if you just listen to all the the, the raga raga, you know, dance hall music, you, you're seen as a bad person. I think parental controls should be implemented because kids don't know what they want, that their minds haven't developed fully um until they reach in their late 20s so parental controls need to be enforced that's how that's how you you implement a schedule by which the child knows he or she okay this is what i need to do um the parents need to explain that most of these dancehall artists and it's not to um sh to hit out on any promoters or whatever it's business but 
they always get up in problems. And I hate to highlight the, the one artist that is probably very um, famous in Cayman is Cartel. Now, Cartel makes excellent music. He's really good at it. However, Cartel is in prison for doing an alleged um, activity. Now, well, not alleged. He's been convicted. Well, so. well you know, I... I wasn't there, so I can't say if or if, yes. but you know, well, we can say convicted. he's been convicted in a court of law. Exactly. For, um, was it murder? Yes. Yes, it was a murder. Serious, for murder, a very serious murder too. But you see the world, thing, world boss. Those, those things, world boss, get views. Like if you look at if you look at cartels, um, songs that come out cartel get views so of course the youngins them going to be like yo i want to be like cartel you know boom boom you see what i'm saying so mm -hmm. we 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 need to we need to take a closer look at this at this issue but parents need to say hey you know if you're if you're analyzing the words of the song from a certain area or a certain viewpoint by all means but don't ever think that living this type of way is is what you need to do because those people who are artists, they're only making those songs because they're coming from places where making music is the only way they can level up out of their situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You are not in well, that it's, situation. It's not the only way, but I guess it's one but, way. All right. So if okay, if we look at Jamaica in in certain you know certain what we'd call inner city kids who who live below the line, or who don't have the opportunity to go to school every day or whatever. It, it usually music is seen as like the gateway to kind of like get out because we, we know if you don't have money to pay for books schools mm. clothes whatever it going to be hard so usually it's either they get into a gang or they try to make music and so when they make music the people people like the negative stuff so when somebody said skin out you and whatever right so it's it's what is getting views that attracts young people and if the government would pay attention to what artists is hot right now in cayman because there are hot artists in cayman that make music bring those caymanian young artists and say yo listen be careful the decisions that you make in this life because if you end up in in prison it's gonna be a long way to get back into the eyes of the of the world where you're not seen as a failure or someone that gives trouble and students are able to disseminate that and realize that there's a lot that goes on where that they're blind to and rightly so as kids with our responsibility is it to worry about the world that's parents responsibilities but where you have parents running around and thinking that they're still a kid and they can do whatever and granny and grandpa can take care of the kid that that's where we we lose our kids at mm -hmm. the end of the day wow some some food some food for thought jared some real food for thought um yeah i mean i think that the exterior influences are there but i also feel like if you give your children like positive productive things to get involved in right mm. so i personally as a young person um i remember growing up I loved music and I loved all kinds of music, but I think being exposed to like, you know, in high school, I was in keyboarding class, right? Um, yeah. You know, introducing your kids to musical instruments, to band, to let them know that, 
you know, dance hall, sometimes I listen to dance hall music, not really like the hardcore stuff, I must be honest, because half yeah, the time yeah. I don't even know what they're saying, you know, but yeah. it might have a good, it might have a good rhythm, a good beat, right? Which you can tap your foot to and really appreciate. But yeah. at the same time, you know, I enjoy like jazz and classics and old time. And the only reason I like those things is because I would have been exposed at some point that type of music and be like, wow, you know, this guy is long dead before I was even here, but this music still has value to it. So I think exposing children to different things in life is so important. But like I said earlier, if the parents themselves don't have any of that to offer their children, is it a lost cause? No, it, it's not a lost cause, you know, you you're gonna have issues wherever you go um as 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 you come to realize as you get more experience in this life but just because we hit a roadblock doesn't mean that we should give up right what we need to do is evaluate you know so scare some of these children bring them to northwood because they don't seem i was to wondering understand. why we don't have a scare them straight program bring the pit to them to northwood they say okay you this way you won't go because you see, because people are are shielded away from how mm -hmm. the real, real gritty gritty of life works in Cayman, and they're not aware of it. Mm -hmm. They can be blinded to it, and someone say, "Well, why are you gonna traumatize the kid?" But if your kid behaving in a way where it seems like he going out, show show them, show them that that's what they're gonna end up doing. Now we do have Caymanian teachers in the system right but mm -hmm. you know what i have come to realize with the education system it is so bureaucratic mm. to just move the sign one way you you, you got oh you gotta go to the minister of education oh yeah but i truth be told that's that's the next issue i have with with certain schools to get anything done in certain schools miss sunday mm -hmm. is as if the minister of education has to approve it herself mm -hmm. and that just that is just annoying because what happens sometimes is that let's say a child gets in trouble or will I call it Julie and what happened mm -hmm. is that the Minister of Education overrides I'm not saying this happens all the time but what happens is that senior officials override the decisions of teachers heads of departments vice principals and the principal so mm -hmm. it creates mm -hmm. this it creates this contradicting paradoxical approach in in, in enforcing discipline because if the principal come to me and say oh well jared you know you're going to be in problems and okay. let's say my mommy work for is a senior official government official mm -hmm. the, the likelihood of my mommy contacting somebody else senior in the minister of education is likely to happen so at the end of the day mm. nothing that and we have to pay attention to that any problem that really happened came on mm -hmm. and somebody don't like it Somebody, auntie, uncle, granny, sister, uh -huh. three, interference. That, yes. So the, the minister of education, the minister of education needs to um look at that interference. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Wow. And and that is probably why I know you started out your comments saying you don't know why there's not a school principal who's Caymanian, but maybe that's the exact reason why. Because too many Caymanians, it's like having all police officers that are Caymanian or whatever, right? 
um, things don't necessarily get done and handled in the same way. All of a sudden it's like, yeah, this one family to this one and this one friend with this one. So, um, you know, the system becomes a little bit more biased. So perhaps that's why some of the leadership is actually imported in because they don't have those existing and preconceived notions about the children or even about parents. That's true, but they do get inundated by the bureaucratic system. So it's as if yeah. one one step forward, two steps mm -hmm. back. Wow. Miss Darlene says, as far as songs are concerned, the bad thing is so many artists are females that is engaging in this music. Miss um, Sue says, says, still the same education minister hasn't done much about this as yet. Flashpoint says, uh, these zero talent children who want to be like cartel will get a rude awakening when they don't focus on their education and eventually find out that they're only qualified to do nothing. Um, Louis says parents lose control of teens. Um, Jackie says the school system is not working. It has not worked for many years and they still keep it going. The minister of education needs to address the issues. There's a lot of people from the community who are willing to help work and assist. Open new positions that are needed at the schools, listen to new ideas and implement them. The Cayman Islands education system should be one of the best, if not the best in the Caribbean with the monies and resources here. Um, Louise says on the religious front, many children walk away from church before they even graduate from high school. Ingrid says the situation is bringing back memories for her. Um, Ms. Sue says, so did mine to yes, there were fights and gangs in different districts. Is is the gang situation really contributing to what is happening in the schools? Like I know you mentioned, you said groups. And I think sometimes groups is a nice way of saying that we actually have uh, emerging gang, you know, activity in the sense that you got your people from Logwood who don't like the people from Dog City, who don't like the people from, what's the other area of West Bay called? There's Logwood and- uh, Bird Street, yeah, Bird Street Hill. Bird Street, yeah. You know, we see as they get older that those divisions and gangs actually do exist. Is that permeating even in the middle and high school level? I yes, I I do think so because with okay, I could give you one example, one situation. Let's say my brother in in prison because he killed my cousin, and my family related to my cousin don't like me for that. There is going to be serious issues surrounding that. But, you know, these informalized groups, they, they, they run based on who is the leader, who can assimilate everybody to join the group. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that is based on who is the popular kid. So if, if John is seen as a popular kid, I don't want no problems. I go and say, due to peer pressure, I'm not going... I'm not going um won't cause any problem. Like when I was head boy, because I kind of knew everybody, I was in a position to be neutral and not get involved with the holy with the heap of drama. Mm -hmm. Because it, it's it's very easy as you start out in year seven to join certain certain groups. It's just a natural, natural way of things, right? Mm. You know, and yeah, so the, those informalized groups and gangs do start from early ages because mm -hmm. you had parents who attended John Gray. John Gray ain't no new school, right? Mm -hmm. So your your mommy and daddy and whatever 
may have attended John Gray, and let's say they didn't like one other group of people, parents would say, you know, don't 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 hang out with that one there. Listen, parents contribute contribute to it as well. So so let's not play like there's different things going on in it. So parents do contribute based on either the relations that they had prior and even going forward, right? But the gangs are a serious concern and I'm sure the police are aware of it, but our our gangs aren't, for good reason, not radical, but that doesn't mean that we can't get there. And we have gotten there in some instances with people bringing ganja, people bringing um, items, scissors, weapons, yeah. Okay, sorry about that, Jared. Um, yeah. Yes, I mean some some really good points um, for sure. So, what what are some of the solutions, Jared, that you see um, as being important now? We've identified some of the clear issues. How how do we resolve this? I think the way we resolve this is one by putting in legislation for anti-bullying, having um, a set of criteria saying, okay. This is what happens if, if we see somebody that is bullied. Um, we need to involve MASH into it as well, but I know MASH is activated for, for really serious situations. We need more community um, police officers in the schools by that. Maybe have um, a community officer program for students where you train students on things that they should look for what how how to de-escalate situations having you know different um youth programs in the schools which i know we already have but also giving teachers resources right whether it's the teacher need counseling or whether the teacher is trained that okay if you see a situation happening where a student comes to you with a piece of information investigate it do what you need to do, then follow up, right? Don't penalize the student for bringing forth something. And for, for teachers, sometimes they can't bother because they have mm -hmm. a curriculum that they, they have to keep to and stick to. So by looking into this one situation, mm -hmm. it, clo it, it throws up their whole um, education plan, right? Um, we, we need the, the minister to start implementing reviews of principles mm -hmm. and saying okay this is what you have done so far we we brought you on to deal with this situation how have you resolved that situation right mm -hmm. um what else do we need Th those are the the main things that i can think of at this point in time and you know have a day which i know know we already have designated on anti-bullying but really say okay this is what have, have a day specifically to mm -hmm. educate children consistently probably every, not every month but every quarter every semester saying this is what bullying we do not tolerate this if this happens the police will be called in an investigation mm -hmm. will happen right don't make don't play with them little children you know, because children don't run schools mm -hmm. it's the adults so we, we need to let that yeah. very peachy clear. And there are repercussions 
if you do not follow within the guidelines. Right. Okay. Jared, thank you so much for your time. We always love and appreciate you coming on the program. Um, I'm going to message you offline because you're reminding me of a little project that I need to get moving. And I feel like you might be the right person to really help with that. A uh, unique Ken Ken says that um, a boot camp is also needed. Um, so yes, that is something that certainly um, can be looked into. Flashpoint says many of these children might have underlying mental health issues and there should be mandatory mental health assessments for all children at various stages during their school life. And then Athena says that follow up, follow through is a must. Jonathan, how many are making a smaller school for the problem? How about, sorry, making a smaller school for the problem students and remove the problem instead of sending it to corner, sending it to the corner like they did the three-year-old. Uh, someone needs to admit that there are some kids in schools that need to be removed as if they were a cancer. And that's an interesting perspective, Jonathan, because um, I agree with it. And then I also can see where putting all kids together that you have labeled as a problem child will create even more problems. It's, it's like the projects. When you create the projects and you put all poor people together in the projects, what you end up doing is you, you force people to have this group mindset that this is the most that you can achieve. This is the most that you can become. Um, you're all alike. We're going to just separate you from society. And I think from the research that I have done, that probably is, a, it's easier for us, for sure, for everybody else in the society who doesn't want to deal with those people. But does that really address the underlying issues and benefit those people in any way? No. Removing them is easy. Right? Um having them know that they have to work and integrate in a society that has expectations of them, regardless of where they come from, and they have to play by society's rules, I think is harder to do, but that's probably what's required. I don't know. What do you think, Jared, about removing people, moving these that, kids and putting them together in a, a single environment? I, I, as long as us taxpayers are willing to pay for it, sure, by all means. But it, it's going to cost some significant resources. Well, we've done that already. If we look at SciFec indirectly, it, it plays that role already, even though it, it has turned around um, because SciFec is for people who either want to further their technical skills or didn't get the, the minimum passes. But... Yeah. We, we shouldn't view our children as as objects that we can just put in one area and hopefully something gets solved. We, we need to get through to them that, you know, we don't want you going down a road where you can have serious repercussions. So it's mm -hmm. either you learn this lesson now and you learn this lesson right here and you fix mm -hmm. yourself and you get on program or you will have to be followed every day, trained, mm -hmm put to a schedule on what it is, because I, I get it. Students, mm -hmm. let's let's just put it this way. Students don't really like the education system. Education isn't fun as it used to be. It's not engaging. It's not, you know, inspiring children. So of course they're gonna deviate, but suffice to say, a new school is gonna cost money, more resources, more taxes and higher cost of living. So unless you are ready to take on that bill, Go right ahead in terms of the mental health um 
more having more mental health assessments, mm -hmm. hire the people them that can do them assessments because we're woefully lacking in that area. I know we have counselors, but we don't have enough psychiatrists nearly to mm -hmm. to cover, I think over call it over 3,000 students, mm -hmm. and I'm including everybody in that, but we need to hire more staff, mm -hmm. allocate more resources methodically, not just hiring more teachers, hiring more staff that can identify problems. Right. And then like Athena said, follow up. So we had a fight today. The question is, have we reviewed that fight? Have we looked at what caused the fight? Mm -hmm. Have we looked at the preventative measures Yes, dig a little bit deeper into what's going on. The data, are we looking yeah. to make sure that there are no classes yes. with those students? Because those students get meshed in grade 10 in terms of the classes that you take. Mm -hmm. So really trying to make sure that no conflict is created mm -hmm. as a result of it. So there's, there's ways to go about it. It's quite interesting, but schools seem to be slow on innovating educational practices that engage students mind and i, and I get it the, the teacher can only teach 30 mm -hmm. students one way so blah 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 right 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 that's boring for people with different um learning learning styles mm -hmm. that's some of these you see the thing if you look at all the people in the prison they're quite intelligent it's it's, it's and it shows mm -hmm. because all those things that we find in prison how do they get them in there? So mm. it's not that the kids are bad. We're using the wrong style and educational um, technique to, to, to relate to the kids. So you, what they need to ask, yo, what do you want to do? Ask the kid, ask the kid the question and the kid will give you the answer. Mm. Oh, you know, I want to fly. I say, all right, Bobo, you want to fly? You're going to need maths, English, science. So mm. is either, you see what I'm saying? So these aren't problematic kids per mm. se. Yes, they're having behavioral issues and they're not being supported by their parents clearly but this is where the school takes the opportunity to say all right let, let's see what we have for you let we, we know you can be the next mark zuckerberg or the next you know wayne panton next alden you know mm -hmm. let, let's see what we can do so it's more inspiring kids to yeah. talk about what they want to right. do um, that channel, yes, says uh, they already did that, had the alternative school. They found that it made the children behave much worse because they had no positive role models and lower their self-esteem as they didn't strive. And I think that that's right, um, that channel, yes. And I, I even reflect on my own experience, um, like when I went to the States. And I think one of the things that motivated me the most was being in an environment where other people were striving for bigger and better things. You understand? Putting me back or putting me in an environment where everybody is like, oh, all these kids are problem kids. You've already been labeled. Nobody has any expectations of you. I don't think that that's the solution. Um, the more that I think about it and reflect even in my own experiences, you know, I was sharing with you guys last week, you know, me being the only black kid in the Spanish honor society, you know, but I was, I was surrounded by a lot of kids who were super smart, super industrious, um, they weren't just academically smart, but I remember the guy who was their valedictorian when I graduated, he had his own lawn business because he came from a single parent home and he wanted to be able to um, raise money to be able to support himself and, and go to university because that was a goal of his. Um, and seeing that motivated me. I'm like, wow, you know, here's someone who hasn't been handled, handed everything on a silver platter, but he's come up with a plan 
to um, put himself in a better position and to help achieve that goal of obtaining a decent education. So I think put surrounding yourself with people who are on the right path and doing good, positive things, that positive influence is much more beneficial, especially to children, than trying to relegate them in a box already, in a you're a problem child box. You're not going to be in a good box. And, you know, you're headed for northward box. Um, you're going to be in Francis Baden until you're 18 box. You know, so I think that these are things that we have to be very, very careful about, um, you know, how we are uh, influencing and impacting the lives of our children. There's one additional thing that I wanted to say, even though I didn't mention it. Um, the schools should probably look at getting academic advisors. Now, there's a difference between a counselor and an academic advisor. Now, mm -hmm. I, I know everybody understands that. What I mean by academic advisor, has have someone designated to a year group or to a year and sit down with them and start to plan out, okay, what is it, what is it that you want to do from an early age? just to get an idea of what the kid wants to do so that we don't lose them in the cracks because kids probably just see, or teenagers probably just see schools as a playground. I can do whatever I want. Nobody will get me in trouble. If I get in trouble, um, I, I will, and students know this as well. I won't be penalized by the law if you're under 18. And so they, the students know the system and the law and how it works. They're just manipulating it. Uh, and we have to make sure that they don't, abuse the system right mm. so we need to be mindful of that have a, have academic advisors sit down with students mm -hmm. engage them have you know training programs probably at younger age mm -hmm. if, if, if that is what kids are interested in or have people and i know the school brings in people who talks about stories where you know how, how they got into certain positions but have those people who really had bad life situations mm -hmm. and let them extrapolate and say hey you know education does work it's a long mm -hmm. process but you know you can right. come out on right mm -hmm. yeah i mean I've, I've wondered why the school is not partnering more with even the prison system like people who were in prison speaking to these young people saying hey this isn't the life that you want this is not a glamorous life to be locked up um, in you know isolation, how many times for the day, or not being able to decide when you can wake up or when you can do X or when you you know losing your personal freedom is nothing to um, think is a glam life. <clears throat> um, you know, being away from your loved ones, not being able to say, well, I feel like I want to go to Burger King right now and, and have a meal, or you know, I, I think that there's so much more that can be done in terms of positive um, mentorship programs. Um, I mean, we, we're out of time this morning, but I'm also wondering why is it that you mentioned some names of um, Caymanians who have accomplished a lot? Why is it that most of our children don't even know who these people are and they don't see them as role models? That's going to be a whole other discussion and a whole other show. But we have a comment um, through WhatsApp saying, um, Sandy, we need bullying legislation, mandatory counseling, the victims and perpetrators, and maybe parent groups patrolling these schools. Uh, we don't have cameras at George, John Gray High School. Really? You don't? Well, that's, that's not true. Um, there are cameras, and I can verify we do have cameras in certain areas. Okay. The question so is, maybe do, more. We have people, do we have people following up <clears throat> and looking at what needs to happen when right. a conflict happens? 
And they say the number of security guards at the school is inadequate. I was told yesterday that there is 12 security guards at John Green High School. I've never seen 12 guards there. In fact, uh, the school has um, over a thousand kids. How is 12 guards sufficient? Well, I don't know. I don't know how many security are actually there. I mean, I've the few times I've been on campus, I only see the one, but I don't really know. Um, so I don't know. Anyway, Jared, thank you so much for joining us today, folks. You know, as you can see, these conversations continue to come up. Just a year ago, we were talking about the exact same thing. Um, I brought up the article where recommendations were made in terms of, you know, what could be done to improve the situation. To the best of my knowledge, none of that has been taken on board by the ministry or the Department of Education. And so um, the sentiment that the um, leadership of this country is indeed failing our children, um, you know, seems to be true. But, so, well, I wouldn't use it with a broad stroke, but certain ministers seem to be failing their, their leadership um, requirement. And that's not good. Yeah. Jared, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Miss Sandy. Have a anytime, good rest of anytime. the day. All right, folks, again, um, thank all of you for joining the program. Again, we're going to get some more information on this um, session on uh, Monday. We understand there will be a Zoom link. So as soon as we get the Zoom link, we'll be happy to share it. Uh, we only were able to focus on this one discussion today, but lots of other things happening in the news. Um, we did report earlier with Blake and Aaron that Kevin Morales, who was editor-in-chief at The Compass, is no longer um, at the compass, he has, um, you know, been let go from what all sources have indicated. So we understand that his next stop might be the Cayman Islands government. Um, you know, I hear that he's headed for Invest Cayman. He's applied for a job there. So we'll have to see how um, that works out for him. So good luck to um, Kevin. Apparently, sources say he was making $100,000 a year, quite a nice hefty salary, but they're not quite sure um what he was doing for that salary but nonetheless um he's no longer at the compass the compass continues to see some shaking and baking going on folks um please do not forget that the census is here participate in the census they need this information in order to help develop policy and programs for the people of the cayman islands census 2021 Starting 10th of October 2021 Census West Bay, you ready? Census East End, we coming Census Everyone will be counted Census 2021 Census But in town, are you ready? Census Georgetown, we coming Census Your info will be secret Not I get ready Census Rappers will be counted Census Little came on, we coming Census People get ready Census 2021 Census Todos se cuentan Filipinos Makanda 2021 Census Papa, are you ready? Census Mama will be counted Census Children and toddlers Census 2021 Census Information is secret Census 2021 Census Starting October 10th Twenty twenty one census. Everyone counts.
I'm ready to reopen Cayman because it's time that our friends, family, and tourists are able to come once again and visit our beautiful island. When we open up the borders, travel is going to be freer and we're going to be able to travel between countries better. I'm ready to reopen to be reunited with my loved ones living abroad. I'm ready to reopen. for tuning in to another edition of the cold hard truth make sure to check facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at caymanmarlroad.com subscribe to our ig and facebook pages to get the latest happenings 